0: I was a woman who believed I was transgender and I always dreamed of becoming a man. And that was the dream I lived for, until the reality of the transition woke me up and I realized that that wasn't going to make me happy at all. Real life starts now. This is...
1: Hi, this is Evangelist Don Le. Welcome to The Real Life Radio Show, where we're gonna to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now lately, we've been talking about the truth of how some transgenders feel when transitioning to becoming a person of the opposite sex. We're discovering that there's a lot of difficulties that arise in this process. By the way, listener discretion is advised as the contents of the show include sexual experiences and mature topics and is intended for a mature audience. Now a transgender person is someone who feels an intense desire to become a person of the opposite sex and many stretch to great lengths in order to make that dream reality. In our last show we had Laura Perry Smaltz who went through that very process and shared with us her negative experiences of the hysterectomy where they removed her uterus and then she described her removal of her breasts And she shared with us the truth of transgender surgery that no one warned her before she made the decisions that she did. Today, she's going to talk about how even after going so far, Jesus came into her life and radically changed her future for the good. Laura, welcome back to the show.
0: Thanks, son. It's great to be here.
1: Laura, it's great to have you back. Now, let's get right into this here. What was it like to fantasize becoming a man? I understand it became like a desperation.
0: It was the only thing I could see. I mean, it's funny because Jesus said, he who commits sin is the slave of sin. But I became an absolute slave to that identity. Really? And it drove me. Every decision that I made had to be whether it would affirm me as a man or not. Every conversation I would have with people, I was wondering if they believed me. Everything I wore, the way I walked, the way I talked, every move I made. And I remember trying to watch other men and see, was I doing it right? And I remember looking in the mirror and going, something's not quite right. Like, I'm looking like a man, but it still is not real. But this drove me, like, for years of trying to make this all real and trying to suppress the knowledge that I had ever been a girl.
1: Kind of like how people, they watch games because they play the game and they're trying to play the game better. Like, it's a sport. Right. Now, I understand that there came the depressing moment that the final step of the transgender operation, which is a phalloplasty, you realize it costs too much and a certain reality hit. What was that?
0: Yeah. And not only did it cost too much, because it would have cost me about a hundred thousand dollars at the time. And that's really the only reason I didn't have it, even though I began to realize the horror of what they were really offering. And there were no good options
1: well, when you say the horror, they had to take parts of your body to make the male phallus, right?
0: Yeah, there's a couple of different areas they can take it from. The most common is from the forearm. Ouch. And they use part of that muscle. Ooh. So it leaves you with horrible scarring on the arm. But more importantly, it's never really real. And even though you can have some nerve sensation, they put in an artificial pump to inflate it. There were all kinds of urinary problems, all kinds of other complications that would come. I'd heard stories of where the tissue would start dying. Oh,
1: Gosh, yeah, necropathy.
0: Yeah, and then on top of that, at the time, they said 40 to 60% would lose all sexual feeling.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: And I know of a girl that ended up in a wheelchair because they did so much nerve damage
1: to the groin. That's, uh, oh my gosh, you know. So this was a reality that hit. As you're researching, you're like, wait a minute, this is not good. Now, I understand in this moment, you're in a relationship with a trans man who happened to be a Republican at the same time. And he got you into circles where you would hear about this person, Jesus Christ. Tell us about that.
0: Right. So most people would actually call him a trans woman. Ah, whoops. That's right. He was a biological man living as a woman. So we were opposite sex naturally, even though we were both living as trans. And it was interesting because he was kind of a mirror to me. I could see the truth in him that I couldn't see in myself. And I was always thinking, why is this not real for him? He's clearly just a man dressing as a woman. Oh, wow. That's part of what kept me realizing how fake all this was. Because I could see in him how fake this was.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, wait a minute. That's a very interesting reality you're sharing with us. You could clearly see it in someone else, but you couldn't see it in yourself. Now... How in this moment, and because of this, how did you encounter Jesus Christ? How did you cross the line of faith in receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior? How did that happen?
0: It was a series of a whole lot of steps. I mean, it just reminded me of like this breadcrumb trail, except God wasn't like just dropping clues for it. He was running after me. God was pursuing me like a groom pursues a bride. And I remember him giving me dreams and visions and sending other people into my life. And I had an encounter with God where all of a sudden the Christian music came on in my car and the presence of God absolutely filled my car. I started weeping uncontrollably. Wow. I knew that God was pursuing me. But I didn't want to repent. I didn't want to live for God. And so I had this knowledge, but I didn't know the goodness of God. When God began to really reveal himself to me, My mom's Bible study. I was doing a website for her Bible study. And through that, I was reading parts of her lessons, really for working on the website at first. Mm. But then I started calling and asking her questions, and I began to see how the Lord was transforming my mom.
1: Wow. So through your mom, which is interesting because that was the whole disconnect at the beginning. Now God is changing your mom, and suddenly you are opening your heart to Jesus Christ. How did that happen? Tell us about that moment when you were like, Come on in, Jesus.
0: And that's the beautiful thing. God began to work in her. And as he began to transform her, God began to show me over the years what he was doing in her. And it was like the gospel was so real. I mean, it was like Christ is alive. I could see the Lord working in her life. And I knew this is not just some religion. This is real. And I went home one night and I was like, God, I want what my mom has. Because for the first time in my life, I saw peace in my mom. Mm. If I picture my mom from childhood, all I see is the stress on her face because she was just constantly under stress and pressure. And to see that peace in my mom, like I have never seen this. And I knew it was real. So I gave my heart to the Lord and I wanted to be a man of God, honestly.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, because like here you are, you gave your life to Jesus in this moment here and you made this decision, but then you were identifying at this moment as a brand new Christian, but you were still in your mind, a transgender. Is that right?
0: Yeah. And I was sincere. And honestly, at the time, I think I just believed that I knew it was wrong. I was so repentant for everything in my life. And I was asking the Lord to bring to mind every way I'd sinned against him. And I had no idea how much sin there really was. But I wanted to be clean. I wanted to live for the Lord with all my heart. I was so radically changed, but I didn't believe that I could change. I didn't think that I could go back to being a woman. I had all these surgeries. I had all this facial hair. I had a job where I was only known as male. And so I didn't really have any concept of detransition, really. Mm -hmm. It was like, Lord, I'm stuck this way. I'm sorry I did all this, but now I'm going to be a man of God.
1: Interesting. So... Here you are, that's your initial goal. And I'm sure Christians around, you're kind of like thinking this is weird because you're like, I'm a Christian. And so people are probably kind of like, okay, that's weird. But God used this moment and you suddenly got a revelation about transgenderism when you had an encounter with the Lord about this very topic. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I was so on fire for the Lord and I was telling people about Jesus. God was pouring his word into me. And it was really the word of God that began to change me and transform me. But I didn't know what to do about this. So I kept getting convicted and I would just push it under the rug. But eventually when the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, the whole Bible was telling me that I couldn't be transgender.
1: Wow. Because the whole
0: point of the Bible is that God is God and I am not, and that he's the creator.
1: Wow. And
0: so... One night I threw myself on the floor before him. I was so desperate for the Lord. I said, God, I want everything you want from me. I want to live for Jesus. And I said, what do you want from me? And God asked me a question. He said, if you stood before me tonight, what name would I call
1: oh my gosh i
0: had heard god calling me laura in my prayers and i didn't like it you know i was trying to pretend he wasn't i was trying to ignore that but i said god that's not fair i've repented of this i said i was sorry but i can't go back and the lord reminded me in john chapter one it says jesus christ himself as the creator and he said you cannot claim to love me and yet reject my creation
1: whoa laura that's heavy stuff Laura, let's stop here. I want to have you back on our next show in order to hear how God redeemed your life fully. I really want to just dive into all this with you. Even after there was so much body mutilation, God really did something amazing here with you and giving you these revelations. We definitely want to hear more about that. Laura, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: Guys, I'll be right back. I definitely want to talk more about what you just heard right after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Welcome back to the show. We're gonna go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? For me, I love this testimony because it shows how she kind of woke up out of her mirage. She realized this dream, this chase, is nothing but a desert. It wasn't gonna make her happy. And I think all of us can relate to that. You know, there's some time in our lives where all of us can chase something. We really believe that it's gonna make us happy. And then when we get it or almost get it, well, we're not happy. Think about it for her. How can she do all those hormone therapies, all those surgeries, and then end up completely disappointed? It's written in Proverbs chapter 14, verses 12. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You see, all of Laura's life, she thought becoming a man would be the right thing to do. That her way was the best way for her, but in the end, all that was so meaningless. And you know why? Because the only thing that brings a person true fulfillment and happiness is to have your soul saved. Did you know that Jesus promises something called sozo to those who come to him? What is that? Well, it's a Greek word that means salvation, but specifically it means to be made whole. Laura thought transitioning would make her feel whole, but it did the exact opposite. It took away so much from her. She went through menopause at a young age. She lost everything and was very disappointed, but it's written in Romans chapter 10, verses nine, that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that word saved means sozo, which means you'll be made whole. You'll be made to feel complete. You will be completed literally by Jesus Christ. He literally pays for the sins of your past. He literally makes who you are real for all to see. Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, that's me. I don't feel whole. We realize, gosh, that's you. We need you in our lives, Lord Jesus. And we ask you, Lord God, please fill me right now. Fill us right now, Lord God, to the point where we are like, wow, I know who you are, Lord. And now I know who I am. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook
0: and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.